0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Uh, Burp came. A burp came right, right away when we hit clap. That's just
1: really three years into this. Where's your professionalism? Would Terry Gross do that? I mean, is like? That's the magic of editing. At least you have to like get it out. Like you're just like, I can't help it. Claps make me burp. <laughs> it was, it was, it's you're acting like that's such a violent act you just committed. Like, oh, that was so forceful. It just caused air to rush out of my esophagus <laughs> in a rude way. Meanwhile, I so, I also feel mocked because I uh, I have been up for the majority of last night and today, belching, shivering, trying to keep food inside my body that needed to come out all night long. I, I we were together. I was Ridge, fine. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. fine. I was and then good. And you stopped. Where did you stop? Which, I, it's, <laughs> it's it's called Rick's Rick's burgers. It's, um, is that the place that's always like best spaghetti in the world? Is that that okay. place? First of all, <laughs> no, they claim to have the best burgers and oh, we're like, okay. we're like, whatever for a year and a half now, Sean and I have had an inside joke where we call it Rick's Toilet Burgers because it just looks like such a dump. And then even when I was pulling up and sort of like as a joke, I was like, you know what? I'm going to break the seal. I was like, I need a little something to eat. It's, it's like all like coming back to me in slow motion now. And as I like went right to pull around into the drive-thru, I saw on their marquee, it said spaghetti is back. Uh-huh. and I was just like but you're a burger joint like right then I should have like turned around and peeled out and just heated something up at home and uh, yeah, my big joke about calling it Rick's Toilet Burger like became a fucking fulfilling you know self-fulfilling prophecy I was up all night feeling like I had rabies so stressed out oh my god and that you guys uh,
0: you, you heard it here first if you If you manifest those dreams, they're going to come true.
1: (laughs) God, I think it's also because I was like, is this just like some cruel prank? Because we were like, I guess you had to be there, but we had a real good riff going on about, you know, when you you stay at a hotel and maybe one of the guests, you know, kind of loses her way and accidentally falls into the water supply tank and then you're drinking the dead body water and then I ate a like. I just feel like that was karma that came back to me off of the, yeah. the Cecil Hotel. Then I, you know, we were guest tea, guest tea, I think is kind of what I was calling it. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. Everybody drank that lady at the Hotel Cecil. They just she was steeping. She
1: She's steeped in there. Steeped in that tower. Everyone was. Um, yep. Oh and my then God. we had so many good jokes. Uh, you know, I, we were like. No, it's the the situation. It's not her. That's horrible. Whatever. There's still karmic retribution coming, and somebody dipped my hamburger in toilet water, so. (laughs) Oh, God. Well you guys, in case you were wondering This is SideWork Podcast Uh, If you weren't weren't sure who you were listening to Who starts off every episode with some horrible toilet dilemma
0: (laughs) Just like running right into like people Like drinking the water supply of like a dead body That's been floating up there for weeks and weeks Great, great, great uh, but those jokes were, were funny. I they think, were. I think I was, I was like, I was like, what if somebody like filled up a bunch, of, bunch of water balloons up for a water balloon fight with that water? <laughs> with
1: that dead guest, with that dead guest water, taking one of those dead guests, you know, de- <laughs> decomping body showers. Yikes. Brushing yeah. your teeth with a little bit of that decomp.
0: <laughs> ah, Jesus. Yeah. It's ah. dark. Time's dark. Um... So yeah, here we are. We're we're in we're in the thick of holiday season.
1: Yep. It's here, the, and this is SideWork Podcast. That is Andrea Wallace. <laughs> and this, this is Brooke Van Poppen. Thank Poplin. you, thank you. Yeah, I was like, I think we build on the intro, so uh, uh, yeah, great. <laughs> we're back. We got it.
0: Ah. Oh no, um, but yeah, yeah. Here we are in the holiday season. Doesn't quite feel like it. It's still like dry as a bone and almost ninety degrees here in Southern California.
1: Just I just I felt like a confused vampire when I opened the door today to walk out because you know I I'd, I'd been wrapped up in blankets <laughs> and sweats because of my debacle and then I was like I'm gonna go get some fresh air and then I was like ah and like my skin like I fucking spontaneously combusted I was like why is it so hot it is December first
0: mm-hmm. this is
1: I know and but then like speaking of it's just like. You know, some headlines coming up. It's like, and then, but Texas might have to buckle down for, like, unprecedented snowstorms again. Right. it's just like, oh, my my God. Yeah, my mom was
0: like, tomorrow's supposed to be almost 80 degrees. It's going to be the hottest day in Omaha since, like, 1939. And then we got in a big argument about whether that was the Great Depression time or not. And I was (laughs) thinking I was right, but...
1: I think they were just coming out of that, you know?
0: Um,
1: they yeah, were we were just, out just
0: popping out about to go to war, I think is exactly. what we decided. We, just, we settled on.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not
0: attacking you personally. It's just history. Like, the-
1: <laughs> You didn't do this to the economy, mom.
0: Yeah, it's not a personal attack on you, Mom. I just think I'm right. It's okay. Wow, way to make
1: make the Great Depression about you, Mom. You weren't even born, Mom. Somehow it's about you, Mom. That's great. Oh, mamas. I know. Oh, moms. Uh, Shit, what was I going to say? It's also the time of year where people are doing their cute, like Spotify sends you that end of year wrap up of oh, like sure. what you listen to the most and we've already gotten a few notifications from you cuties who had us in like your top 5.
0: Yay! You know, for yeah. some
1: people we're number 1. That's too much side work podcast in my opinion. But <laughs> possibly a little too much. But no, Aww. we love it and you're sharing it and posting it and it really truly does. Make us remember why we do this, uh, because it's it's great. It makes us feel seen. It makes us feel recognized, and we fucking appreciate it. Absolutely. Um. So let's jump into some oh. fun head. Oh, yeah. Headlines. Here's one. Here's one. Yeah. Here's here's yeah. here's a little news before the headlines. Uh, guys, here's what's going on with merch. Right, we've got that hot side work podcast merch. We've got our adorable, really super soft, kind of seventies vintage looking. Ringer T that says established in 86. We've got a range of sizes. We have that posted. We'll do some refresh photos uh, so that you can see that on social again. The t shirts very high quality. They are now $17 and we also charge you for shipping which as i as long as you're in the US or Canada i believe it really only kind of comes out to be about 3ish dollars.
0: That's so it's a it, good deal. Yes, yeah,
1: so t-shirt plus shipping all in is about 20 bones. Um they used to be 25 plus shipping. So we're giving you a nice deep little discount and uh posters mm-hmm. are going for 10 bucks plus about a $3 Ooh. flat rate price as well you know we've been sitting on it we want you guys to have it there's no reason for us to have hundreds of copies of our (laughs) own you know t-shirts and posters um but we'll we'll put that up and we'll remind you guys how you can uh snap up some of that merch uh i love the posters you
0: guys i'm just gonna say they pop a room they the colors are gorgeous the art is amazing not to toot my own horn but like god damn it every time i look at mine i'm like look at
1: look at us Brooke we're art we like, are you know. art no it's it, it really is I I really think they both uh look good depending on on your taste and your style but there's like yeah um get a frame make it look good or just pin it to the wall all cool kid style it still looks good it is a hefty piece of like it's a thicker cardstock so it's um it's nice it's a nice thing and it's very evergreen you guys have been fans for 3 years celebrate it with a cute little piece of merch how how are people are like i want merch how are they going to do it well we Just don't gonna... have we don't have an Email improved system. System. Sideward, at gmail.com dms <laughs> i think yes you can dm us right and if you do that then we kind of move it to like okay here's our paypal give us your address and let's Mm -hmm. do a trust fall exercise you know (laughs) where you Uh give us money and it actually shows up okay
0: Uh, oh my god I want okay so everybody has to do a uh like watch a sexual harassment video who has a job like in especially in California specifically if you're employed it's like every two years you have to do it And I was watching it yesterday for work and there's absolutely a video that's like the creepiest bartender, like female male bartender scenario I've ever seen. Where like it's a super cute new female bartender and like the more experienced like bartender that's been there who's a guy who's been there forever is just like, yeah, you know, if like somebody comes up to you and they're like being weird and like sometimes it gets really loud in here when the DJ starts pumping and he'll like – Somebody will come up and whisper in your ear, and like you, it's inaudible. And then he like nibbles on her ear. Oh, yeah. And I was like, "This is so fucking real. You don't even know." Like, yeah, just inappropriate touching. I was like, "Fucking," they did a very good job at recreating the skeeziest like bartender coworker you could ever imagine. It was, I was, I was like, it was, yeah, I was like, I'm so glad I'm taking this sexual harassment training because this is real and I'm going to talk about it.
1: Um. You're like, for once, this is a scenario that you find Mm -hmm. yourself in the workplace. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I know there's, there's the creepy dude who will trap you in the printing, you know, in the little printing room, you know, and he does a double arm bar as we call it, you know, you get trapped because they put both Mm -hmm. arms up around you. Mm-hmm. wherever you're standing and you know we, we know all this to be real anyways it's uh yeah good for them they they rarely nail it um you're just like ha 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 this is hilarious nobody acts like this and then the yeah le- leave it up to the bartending scenario to be like oh god that's so that's so it's, accurate it was
0: very very, <laughs> very 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 real the only thing i didn't find like so super accurate is like the female bartender was like using a citrus squeezer to like squeeze a bunch of fresh lime juice into like and i was just like Man, that seems like a whole That's bunch of work much. for nothing at all. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to think it of was what the, It recipe. was the
0: side work aspect that got me. <laughs>
1: You're like I'm not believing that, and I told you uh, I'm a coffee I'm a copy, I'm, a, I'm a coffee cup truther, and now when I'm you know because I hate I can always tell when when the um to go coffees are empty oh, in TV and film. It's the
0: worst. It's
1: the like they it's like they're the new intern is carrying like 15 full coffees and it's just up in the air moving around with no weight, no gravity, and you're like oh god that acting it's like killing me.
0: Um, we were watching, um, um, oh God, Brian, what's the hot, hot ones. We're watching hot ones, which I love hot ones. If you watch. it's like, it's like the hot sauce, yeah. hot wing yeah. challenge talk show that's on YouTube. And Rob Lowe was the, um, was the guest and he was talking about how his favorite eating actor of all time is James Gandolfini specifically as Tony Soprano because he was like, he gave it everything he had like that motherfucker eats like he probably made himself sick. Because he did such a good job shoving his fat face in that character in that role. So it's
1: very, if you want to see believable on screen. I need it. Screen. I need it. Yeah. Oh, I get so angry. I'm like, that coffee cup is empty. Um.
0: Uh, all right. So here we go. Headlines. Here we go. All right. First headline we've got. This one's for Brian. Yeah. (laughs) Dedicated to Brian as he has been yelling at me about seeing this commercial the past few days. He's in the
1: corner fuming, actively fuming.
0: (laughs) Applebee's is bringing Cheeto flavored wings to its restaurants, you guys. Uh, they were previously only available exclusively online. That's weird. Earlier this year, the casual brand Dining launched an online-only brand called Cosmic Wings. The Cosmic Wings feature wings tossed in original or flaming hot Cheeto sauces, and then Cheeto crumbles on top, and then it's all deep fried. Um, but I think what really gets Brian more than anything is, like, the presentation of the commercial is the Cheeto-encrusted flavored wings With like neon blue Mountain Dew in the back corner that they serve it with, which led Brian to the question, has Applebee's just turned into a sit down (laughs) 7-Eleven?
1: I know. Like this cuisine really is something you can get off the 99 cent menu. You can grab a grab bag, right, of 99-cent Flamin' and Hots, and you can get the 7-Eleven Disgusting Wings. You just close fist punch that bag, right? And then you do, like, what are those called? Like Frito Pies, you know? Yeah. You can throw the wings in your bag, give it a shake. There you go. Don't need to go to Applebee's, you know? As if you yeah. didn't need another reason not to go to Applebee's.
0: I do love that this is like the elevated version of it because it does come with celery sticks and blue cheese sauce. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't eat that. It's just sort of like, come on Applebee's. I mean, they must. Oh,
0: I would wrap my, my, my mouth around that for sure. I would, yeah. you know, I would let that steep in some water. Let's just say that. And then I would <laughs> steep in some Mountain Dew. Um, Obviously, they're 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 trying to bring in younger younger customers with this, which is like a fucking nightmare. Let's admit it. To be like, hey, let's advertise to teenagers to come into our restaurant and not fucking tip us, like, which could very much be the case, yeah, as we all know, having waited on teenagers. Well, right, you know, not all of them, but come on.
1: Mm. But I mean, like, basically, your clientele is going to be a goddamn. You know, motley crew. No, every time you clock in to work at Applebee's, you know, yeah, y- you know that you're gonna get a real cast of characters. You know, people, all those Appleheads. You know, um, and it's just like <laughs> what we don't need to do is encourage five dollar value meals so that children come in and then leave your servers like you know, a fucking 25 cent tip. I just, oh God, I don't know. Yeah. Food costs, all this crazy shit is going wild. I understand, but they're a major corporation and I just call bullshit on them. They're just, they're choosing, they're choosing a dark path, a darker than usual path. Right. Well, the president of Applebee's
0: said specifically that dining guests have become younger, and like boomers, maybe aren't coming in because they're afraid of giving getting COVID nineteen, and they're doing more delivery. So this is why things have happened. Right. And and that Mountain Dew flavor just heads up is was launched in September. It was launched in September, and it's an exclusive flavor. Called, ex- dark, called dark berry bash that oh is exclusive you know, And that, that dark berry
1: bash is. that dark berry bash just kind of hits different after you've eaten a plate of Cheetos-covered wings from Applebee's. Mm,
0: mm, yeah, mm. I don't think there should be any bashing in, in any form, person, Damn. in any way. I so. like how your
1: server after that, too, is like, well, once you're done with your entrees, let me show you where the cotton candy machine is.
0: <laughs> yeah, where is it going to stop? I just <laughs> don't know. Mm. Um, But that one's for you, Brian. That one's for you do we have any cheetos next headline you guys this is a nice like rolling into the holiday season headline out of eater austin yelp is doing more to help winterize restaurants than the state of texas so as we all know last year there was an insane winter storm crippled texas Mm -hmm. restaurants power went out restaurants went down food so supply much the food, food supply chain was just couldn't you know, come in disabled completely yep so much food waste so much had to be tossed and thrown out um so cut to this year so much devastation has still been done not everything has been fixed and i don't really think that texas has updated the power grid once again
1: no that that's that, that scabot, that governor greg scabot. Yeah, he's um, got.
0: He's busy doing other stuff, like taking. He's taking away women's yeah. rights. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a. It's let's. We can talk about it. I mean, it's it, today is like Mississippi just came through today. There's a lot of g- crazy shit going out there with reproductive rights. But Yelp are the good guys in somehow. This conversation. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs>
1: what is going on when Yelp is the uh, hero?
0: So we all know the controversy behind Yelp. We fucking have, we're triggered by Yelp. We all know how much it can suck. But this year they're donating $100,000 total uh, for small businesses, 10 small businesses in Austin and San Antonio with its new Deck the Halls Winterization Fund. So you basically can sign up um, through December 17th. And it's like a Hunger Games style approach where they're just basically picking at random to see who receives, why does it say Hunger Games in the article? Why can't it just be at random? I don't know. Hunger Games, to me, means someone dies in the end if you get picked.
1: You know what it, I mean? Like it? Yes, it does. I just think it's going, I think what they mean is it's going to get cutthroat and dirty because it's a voting system through Yelp, which is sure, the fucking mafia. sure, sure. Um,
0: so yeah, so that is what, so that's basically what they're doing. They're basically 10, 10 businesses will be selected to randomly receive an award of $10,000 to assist in necessary maintenance or updates, including pipe insulation, weather stripping, water heater repairs, or backup generators. Um, and it was going to really, really help 10 small businesses hunker down for winter.
1: Sure. Now let's unpack this. It's better than nothing um yeah. we are talking about the entire state of texas texas mm-hmm. is as big if not bigger than fucking california
0: mm, yeah it's, it's no they're, they're yeah. comparable they're yeah. really comparable Im- they're just shaped california no, no no it's texas is too yeah you're right it's Sorry, huge I didn't
1: think. it's just it's just it's just she's a wide girl we're long girl you know <laughs> they're a wide one um i'm wide and long y- yes you are you are very <laughs> tall um one hundred thousand dollars, all in, off of the terrorism that Yelp does. It's not <laughs> nothing, but I mean, That's I don't, true. I don't mean. I, and here's the thing: it immediately makes me want to say, like, I probably, with a good social media campaign, you and me together as SideWork podcast, could fucking rival raising money for Texas and probably mm-hmm. go toe to toe with fucking Yelp and embarrass them that a bunch of servers could go out. And do just as good, if not better. They're a goddamn terrorist organization conglomeration. And like, they can do better. I almost feel right now, like this just, I was like, that's what you got, Yelp. You brought the service industry to its knees. And this is your penance. This is your fucking penance that they're going to fight each other and vote. Sorry. I know that you were like, that it's it's sort of in good spirit, but I'm always just like, could you be cheaper? What are you a Karen right now? Who's tipping 5%? Like, I don't know. There's just so much more they could be doing. And this is one step in the right direction, I suppose. But Mm -hmm. I'm immediately Mm -hmm. like, we all banded together. And raised like three hundred thousand dollars from my roommate who had an accident. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's very true. That's you know, and we're not Yelp. True. Like it's just like wow, a hundred thousand dollars. You say?
0: <laughs> I'm I, I I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree. More. <laughs> I you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind mind blown, mind blown. Um, yeah,
0: and I guess the more I unpack it, the more I'm like, what do you mean, hunger? And again, the Hunger Games style thing, if it's gonna get cut through, like only ten restaurants, and then people are like. We're really, really hoping. I don't know. And
1: it then, but seems- yes, and and like, let's not forget, it's the government that should be helping still. We are still yes. in the midst of it, you know. So it's like they're the good guy in comparison to, they're, they're the lesser of two evils in this situation. Right. right. And they're leveraging trying to look a little bit heroic, but honestly, it's like a fucking fart in a jar version of a, <laughs> of a fucking constellation prize. Uh,
0: yeah. Compared to Wait what they can second. do. Wait a second. We, we we did a fart in the jar that people really wanted.
1: <laughs> I mean, $10,000 $10, absolutely is money that can go to, you know, helping shore up your business or whatever. But when we are talking about business money, $10,000 gets spent so fucking fast. So it gets funny. spent in about two days you know yeah. anyways also,
0: it's like a prize so like do you get taxed on that i don't know oh okay. god there's I've, more to unpack
1: we'll uh. be keeping <laughs> track of this developing story on Sidework podcast we've got our eyes on you yelp um but the headline
0: it, went downhill quick
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've been around the block this this fucking you know almost two years of total fuckery uh going on but yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's jump out of that and jump into some server.
0: Submitted stories. Starry. Stories. 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 All right, guys. First story. Hello, Brian, Brooke, and Andrea. As you know, I've been one of the servers for the Saddle Club since I started working at my current job. Saddle Club comes to our restaurants once a month for 10 months out of the year. But when we close for the season in the winter, they have to go elsewhere for one month. They need to go somewhere in December and don't have a meeting in January since uh, most of the group is snowbirds somewhere. They fly off for the winter.
1: Boca Raton, here I come, baby.
0: (laughs) In November, at their last meeting with us, they had a Thanksgiving feast that I called their last supper. I mentioned missing them over the winter and they mentioned missing me. Aww. My boss and I overheard where their December meeting would be held and joked that we are gonna crash that meeting. Well, to our delight, we received an email last week and they were inviting us to be their guests for cocktail hour and dinner. How exciting! They also requested that I wear one of my fabulous Christmas brooches. So here I am trying to decide on some Christmas attire and pick a fabulous brooch out, which is the hardest decision of my week. That's my short, sweet, exciting story. And I'm thrilled to get to join this crowd of people in their 60s, 70s and 80s. It's sure to be a hoot. Good tips and good health. That's from Simon who we adore.
1: Always with the Saddle Club update, you know? They got <laughs> sidelined for a bit, then they were back having their apple martinis. Now, he, I just told him I was like, "You just unlocked VIP Saddle Club oh, level." The fourth wall has been broken. <laughs> you you are now a member of Saddle Club, you broach wearing monster. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's amazing. I w- obviously, we'll be, we'll
1: be updated on how the event went. <laughs> yes. Simon, <laughs> Simon is a really, he's studious and he corresponds and he does do his homework. When we're like, please tell us what's up. He's like, here's another story. Or like, yeah, you were clearly like straight A.
0: Thank you, Simon.
1: Thanks, Simon. <laughs> okay, here we go. The subject of this email, which we don't always like to read. This one killed me. The subject of this email is this is not the content you asked for or the content you deserve. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so, hi, friends. My anxiety meds give me the craziest dreams, and I will agree with that. I'm off them, and my dreams have calmed the fuck down. But yes, here we go. Please allow me to set the stage. It was a game day, and I'm, I, I, this is all a dream. It has to be. Right. This is how I'm reading it. So you, you will you tell me once it's over. We'll okay. we'll ask if this happened or this or if she's telling us a weight mare. So please allow me to set the stage. It was a game day. We were moderately packed. It was legends. This is a place where I worked for many years, but also it was not. OK, it's a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, so it was legends, <laughs> but it was not.
0: That's it always is in your weight mirrors. It's okay. like where you work, but not where you work.
1: You know, Got it. Yes. Or it'll be three restaurants, but then also your childhood bedroom. And you're like, wait, why? What? <laughs> okay. So imagine someone poorly recreated a Legends in the, Sims, in the Sims games, but in a residential basement. Oh boy. Here we go. Okay. Kitchen countertops for the bar, cabinets to store the liquor, and a raggedy old Kenmore instead of a bar dishwasher. <laughs> I was brought out of bartending retirement for what I could only assume was some sort of celebrity shot or revenge prank. I don't know if it was due to the prank style setup or supply chain issues, but we were out of all rocks and shot glasses. We had maybe six total actual glasses in this bar in my dreams, so I tried to keep up by hand washing everything in the sink. In addition to the occasional customer straying behind the bar to check out our liquor selection... Off-the-clock employees were just casually wandering around back there while I worked. One had fallen on top of the dishwasher racks and then destroyed them. Another was constantly in my way, panicking about some gambling bet he had lost with a mobster. One was politely reminding me what liquor is since I had forgotten in my time away anyhow. We'd run out of glass, moved on to serve in plastic, but not plastic shot glasses, portion cups. I never saw a two-ounce cup we serve two one ounce cups for these weirdo up for anything style customers. I saw the MOD reading the paper at the bar and shouted, oh, the manager on, duty, or me- manager on duty and shouted, hey, Ed, can you get us more shot glasses? He said, yeah, without looking up from the paper. Didn't get up. So I moved on to serving one shot in four separate 0.5 ounce cups, which were shaped like thimbles. Wow, this is getting crazy. My next guest requested a drink, but I Absolutely could not hear what he said. So I replied, I don't know how to make that. So you can either tell me what's in it or fuck off. (laughs) He said he would tell me the ingredients. So then I asked for his ID and he handed me a recipe card. Tequila, salt, stout, and water. I started searching the cabinets for tequila as I thought to myself, what fresh hell future is this? A coworker pointed out the tequila, which was now much more of a honey consistency since the last time I worked at Legends. After asking the cu- uh, eh, after asking the customer if he had tequila preference, he did, it was strawberry. That's not a thing. Okay, I squeezed the tequila from the squeeze bottle into the thimble, mixed it with kosher salt and a few drops of stout. The guest decided to hold the water, great. I mixed the four Barbie-sized pints of weird paste with a toothpick and slid them to his side of the counter with a quizzical, it's your funeral, dude, kind of look. And then I woke up in a cold sweat. Well, this story may not be usable, but either way, can you maybe give a shout out to my bestie, Sidework HR Lady? You guys (laughs) are the best. Godspeed and good dreams, Bossy Bootsy. Oh my god, I love Sidework HR Lady. Uh, Um, Absolutely. And also, you know what? You did a really good job explaining your weight uh mirror. Of course you were mixing little thimbles full of paste instead of making a drink.
0: Halfway through, I was like, why haven't we been
1: requesting weight mirror stories (laughs) this whole time? I mean, usually people can just sort of say, and we do this too, where I'm like, well, I always just end up, like you say, like I end up in a field in the weeds half a mile from my tables literally surrounded by weeds and the weeds they're very hard like it's almost like you guys need to start keeping weight journals keep your journal next to your bed roll over write it down and send it in
0: yeah it might have uh, teeth on it and try and bite you like a Harry Potter book but you know you never <laughs> you were here for it oh strawberry tequila do you remember tequila rose do you remember that shit it was basically like Cream, strawberry flavored cream of tequila. Did you remember?
1: Yeah. No? I mean, yeah, you're you're spamming me for a loop. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. It was a real thing that I only ever saw anybody ever had when I bartended. Nobody would ever order it, but it definitely was like the strawberry quick version of like a tequila liqueur.
1: That's like when it'd be a slow night and be like, can I pay you to drink some of this <laughs> instead oh, of yeah. making money? I always, those. Like, I'll give you fun. five bucks.
0: Try all the cordial nights and just be like,
1: what's that taste like? <laughs> Who knows?
0: <laughs> we were know. trying, we were
1: trying a delicious uh, sherry last night though. That. Was... Oh my
0: God. It was very, very nice. And then I had a corn liqueur, like an elote's liqueur, mm. which had, it tasted like a sweet liqueur, but then it had this like, Co- like corn pudding kind of back to it. So anyway, enough about <laughs> all yeah of that. If you guys
1: have any weight mirrors, holiday stories, regular stories, Eat- good, bad. Your server confessions, you know, bad behavior confessions. Get guys, it off yeah. your chest. Send it our way to sideworkpod at gmail.com.
0: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs.
1: Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Oh my God, you guys, welcome to the show. Uh, Oscar nominee, Floyd Spifflesby. We are so, so lucky to have really booked you. Um, I'm happy to be here. It's really an honor. Um that is one hell of a zoom uh, name. Yeah, my <laughs> friend account? My
2: friend was running a like a little um trivia game show on Friday nights during almost the entirety of the lockdown. Oh, yeah, oh wow. yeah. Um and we would constantly come up. There were different themes and stuff. And so we were constantly coming up with different names and costumes. It was a really good time, really good time.
0: It is nice to know that you like haven't had to be on Zoom in quite some time, though. It's nice. You know, it's nice to take a break from from these things. It is. Um, But I do also wish that you were a a previously Oscar nominated bartender named Floyd Spifflesby and that that was your big draw to get customers (laughs) to come sit at your bar.
2: You know, it's funny you say that where I work now um, has gone through several name changes over the years, but in its oldest incarnation employed TV's Wednesday Adams as a bartender.
0: What? It's
2: true.
1: That's some hot trivia, right? That is Uh, some hot trivia. I mean, well, let's back it up and properly say: on the podcast today is real name. His real surname is Chris Olds. Everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Now that you know that we're not actually talking to Oscar nominee Floyd, back to the
0: fun. But Chris works at The Fable, which is one of our favorite bars, our favorite haunts here in LA. Previously, we have uh, our pal Tom Sigsby on, um, who is owner and probably like a a pretty fun boss to have, I would imagine, all around. He's pretty
2: great. He's pretty great. I just spent a few hours with him earlier today. I'm between shifts right now.
0: Yes. Which is amazing. I actually think you're the first guest to be between shifts to, to come and sit with us and chat with us and have to go back and sling more drinks.
2: <laughs> it's fine. I mean, the day shift is just making syrups and taking deliveries and stuff like that. So nice. I'll be actually making drinks uh, come 9 p.m.
1: Got it. Nice. You know, and that's and we take it you're closing tonight. Yes, that's correct. See, and that's what we kind of want. We'll we'll get back to it uh, in a little bit, but we've never really done the topic of being the closer mm-hmm. at the bar. Mm-hmm. We've we've talked about closing down the place personally. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've uh, got friends who've worked at nightclubs, very different vibe. But being the closer in general, that's what you are headed out the door to do after the podcast. But um, let's let's like start from the get. Like, uh, did you start? So you're you're Massachusetts based? Yes, that's correct. OK, is that where you got into the service industry?
2: It is. Um, I started let me think. I started cooking in my dorm when I went to UMass.
1: No, really? Yeah,
2: I had a. I lived in a little kind of like renegade little 130 person dorm on a campus of twenty five thousand. And <laughs> we had our own meal plan and our own kitchen in the basement. And all the staff were residents.
0: Wow. Was it one of like the oldest dorms on the site so you knew it was haunted? Was it those one of those types of dorms? Uh, oh.
2: It wasn't so much haunted as it was haunted by rampant drug abuse.
0: Oh. Um,
2: yeah. We used to have huge parties, kegs on multiple floors, ice looshed in the hallway. The fire department would come and shut us down.
1: Jesus. And
2: then uh, we would go back in and keep going. All of our RAs were like candy flipping. For the kids, <laughs> that's taking acid and ecstasy at the same time. <laughs>
1: oh my god i was like that's so different from my michigan ra like oh i remember hot dan i was just like i love him he's such a camp counselor little doofus mm-hmm. well-meaning i think he really got into god after a bit and then i was like i'm not as attracted to you anymore definitely not a candy f- he wasn't candy flipping yeah he was truly you know like prost you know uh proselytizing is that what we say yeah Out proselytizing yeah proselytizing See, evangeliz- evangelicalizing?
0: Yes,
2: prostatelitizing. Angelical cats?
0: Yes. So, so then how did you find yourself in the kitchen working at this dorm?
2: Uh, a couple of my friends became kitchen managers. Uh, it was, you know, if you worked, if you lived in the dorm, it was open to you to work in. And so I started doing things like I was a breakfast cook and uh, I dabbled in bread baking. But that was way too early in the morning for me.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Um, start,
2: and then shift to like four. Yeah. And then by the end of my few years there, I ended up being like the vegetarian meal planner, even though I'm not a vegetarian and had never done it before.
1: Yeah, but it's less sloppy. How do you mean? I Well, like, it's like you can't give everyone salmonella. That's true. I mean, mm-hmm. you could, you you can do anything. I know. If cr- I wanted to. You gotta to. watch out for that cross-contam,
0: you yeah, know?
2: if I wanted to.
0: But you can get salmonella from green onions real easy. I'm it's just- That's true,
2: that's <laughs> true. You gotta wash everything. That's where I learned how to do car bombs. Our chef was this guy, uh, Phil Phil Cavanaugh is this big guy with a tie dye, double breasted chef's coat. Chris, come in here. I want to show you something on the computer. I got a I'm going to buy this 10 gallon gas powered blender on a tripod. <laughs> and he we made Guinness beef stew one day and he bought a few extra cases of Guinness and a bunch of Jameson. He's like, all right, everybody, we're about to open the doors for dinner. Everybody's got a pint glass. Here's how you do an Irish car bomb. Wow. I was all 17 years old, something like that.
0: Wow. I mean, they're delicious. Yeah. You know, Yeah. They're, they good. They're good. you don't even and then you just you keep doing them and then your body just gets bigger and bigger. And
2: it's bigger. true. It's and you true. wonder why? <laughs> yeah, I kind of don't wonder why anymore, but I do. <laughs> Regret all back of the things. then. Yeah,
1: right. It's a it's a lot of exploration, you know, at that point where you're like, I'm not even sure what my body can do. Wait, so you say she, you let's...
0: were 17? 17? You were you a Did you graduate? Were you a are you no, a too house? That... Your
1: person? No, no a, I was
2: just really young for my grade. Me too.
1: Okay, I, I went to college when I was 17. Got it. And you. I also worked in the college cafeteria, the dormitory. Brian camp. just said me too. Also,
0: see? I, guess only, I guess I'm only the only dummy that started my freshman year at 22. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, to be fair, I only lasted about two weeks. My financial aid fell through and I uh, had to go home. And then I returned like a year later. Uh, OK. But anyway, after a couple of years there, I was doing way too many drugs. I dropped out and I moved to Boston and I got a job at a place called Charlie's Kitchen in Harvard Square where I was okay. a cook. I it. And then through cooking, I ended up becoming a bar back and a bartender. And that's when I was around twenty one, twenty two.
1: Oh boy. yeah where
0: where was it ripe with classism working there? Did it did it seem like I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking you' like the big goodwill hunting like the whole like
2: yeah, I will tell you that boy, I will tell you that uh, Harvard Business School students have quite a reputation in the service industry in Harvard Square. Friday night 8 30. Hi. Do you have a part do you have enough room for 50 of us? No, we don't have a reservation. That kind of stuff. Uh and it's expected that you will find room for them.
1: Do you know who my yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Do you see that building right there? Do I you know. know who
2: my great great grandfather is? Yeah, exactly. The street's <laughs> named sorry. after.
1: It. Yeah. Do you know my grandpa, grandpa Harvard? Yeah. I'm old <laughs> Grampy
0: Harvard.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So over the years, I just cooked and uh, bartended and bounced back and forth. I had did a few years delivering produce, um, which was crazy 4:45 going to the market, buying the food. Wow. Eight o'clock. All the other drivers come in and you help them get organized and send them out and then take a run yourself. Good times. My back is that- completely broken.
1: I was gonna say, I'm like, oh my god! Between like all the dish racks, the bartending, the working in a kitchen, the delivering produce. Yes, uh, have you have you learned the wonders of topical THC? Uh, I haven't really gotten
2: on that train yet. Uh, I am very much an advocate for uh, monthly massage
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to
2: work all the kinks out and put everything back into place for you know a few more weeks till it starts to fall apart again, and then I go mm-hmm. back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. I was in physical therapy for my terrible plantar fasciitis for years. Yeah. Um, so, but I found the wonder of orthotics. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm about to drop like $1,300 on the Good Feet store to get Damn. those like rebuild your soles of your feet inserts in like three wow. phases. Yeah.
1: This is sort of though, this is sort of erotic Um Talk first servers talk? where we're like, uh-huh. <laughs> like erotic, like how, how are we gonna anymore. make our feet feel better? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't I, about you feeling good from my feet. This is about me yeah. feeling good from <laughs> my feet. Okay. I, it's not just that, that kind you, of erotic foot. You know,
0: talk. I picture you, Chris, and then, and then they put you in an entire body cast for a mold, which is you know, you get the straw, like they have to mold <laughs> your entire body to make you orthotics.
2: That's right.
0: It <laughs> costs a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
2: It's true. They're gonna put me in cryo sleep for about six weeks,
0: <laughs> and just take like not cool photos with your frozen dong, like everybody pointing, and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then I'll wake and then I'll wake up and I'll be like George Costanza, there was shrinkage.
1: Oh um, my god. Dude, that sounds so glorious. Put me into cryo, please. Just for a few weeks. Wake Put me up. In cryo, please. Uh can- no back. No, no back and neck pain. Just mm-hmm. relax my shit. <laughs> Shut it down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Turn the
0: engine off. Uh, um I feel like I would be like, they'd put me in cryo and I'd get all that weird freezer burn and they'd be like, she gone bad. We did it <laughs> wrong. We got, you can't use this anymore. <laughs> we can't use this ice in these drinks. it Smells. Yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, as someone else who has worked through with therapy um, through plantar, plantar fasciitis bout, I think we should both stay out there, Chris, to everybody listening who's worked on their feet forever it, it there. It can happen. You can put. You can fix your damn plantar fasciitis if you just get in there and get the work done.
2: You can. You got to do the exercises and all that kind of stuff. But uh... and
1: also maybe since you are local, since you are a neighbor and our friend, really would like to welcome you to the world of our our man of the hour, Doctor Nunez, 3D yep. chiropractic.
2: Oh, you're welcome. You'll have go to go check send... him out sometime. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds yeah. great.
0: I saw him today. My plantar fasciitis has been gone for a year and a half. I'm just going to say
2: I've been dying for that. I had someone in Boston that was really good at that. And I have not been able to find it in L.A. So I'm very happy to be here today.
1: We're happy to introduce you. (laughs) We are we are we are a resource at this point. We've talked about like. Every fucking way you can fuck yourself up and have like, we've like, we've got a pretty good solution at this point for most (laughs) of the ailments. And then obviously I've been
0: broken bodies. Exactly.
1: And, you know, I've been now my my whole hot tip is I've been working on like a weed talk show. So I'm like, so if you got, you know, like CBD and THC, do I personally take it? Have I changed any of my bad habits? I sure haven't. But I expect you to do it. okay? (laughs) so.
0: So you, you're an actor, you're a voice actor. Do yes. you,
1: actor all around, correct? Yes. Uh, no, not wonderful so much. Wonderful singer. Thank you. <laughs> Great wow. singer. One of my, when you host, I was like, why am I hosting karaoke? They need to just give the night to Chris. And then it is yours now, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I do it over at the Rustic now on Tuesday nights. Okay, fine.
1: we're, we're, we're going to come see you.
2: What a treat. What a delight. What a wonderful, wonderful place to be. Um, I am not I'm pretty much like a dedicated voice actor. I did some musical theater when I was in high school and I have been in bands over the years and I'm kind of camera shy, to be honest. Um, But I grew up watching cartoons, you know, six inches away from the screen and imitating all the voices. And so I guess I was about 35 managing a restaurant, working like 90 hours a week and miserable and experienced some deaths around me and I kind of reassessed everything and I quit, bought a car and drove to LA. And wow. uh, within like, within about a year, I was booking commercials and uh, um, SAG-AFTRA. So cool. I'm getting, I'm getting paid for this, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what size t-shirt do you wear? Yeah. <laughs> Got a free t-shirt. Coming your way. Uh,
2: yeah. So that's pretty much it. And, um, that's what I like to do. I like to make the voices in the microphones. I like to sing Andrew, into the
1: microphones. You should have told me he was fucking SAG after we can't have him. We're non-union. This is <laughs> I, fucking didn't fucked know. Up. I didn't know. Why it's all right. Sorry. sorry. was that's amazing. That's amazing, Chris. That's okay. Yeah, I'm pretty
2: sure this is this is new media. This isn't covered.
1: Yeah. OK, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: how long have you been in L.A. now?
2: It'll be nine years in April. Wow. Yeah, it's home then- now.
0: Have you obviously you have been successful doing V.O., but like how you always kind of like kept a a toe in the service industry water the entire time?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, the dream is that I end up on some wildly successful show or something, you know, but uh, it is very much like a piece by piece kind of a career. You know, you have to you really have to keep going out and going to classes and networking and all that kind of stuff. I don't have representation or anything. I kind of just book everything on my own. Uh, which isn't ideal, but that's how it is right now. So, yeah, you know, I book something maybe like once or twice a year, but the restaurant is the livelihood. That's how I make my money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did you know Tom like from Boston or did you just have you known him in for years in L.A.?
2: Uh, so we mentioned I work at The Fable, which yeah. Tom owns. Um, yeah. In its previous incarnation, he was the general manager there. Right. And I live in the neighborhood, so that's how I got to know him. So it's only got been it. probably like three or four years that I've known Tom. Nice. Yeah. And then he got hired it. me on coming out of lockdown. So I started nice. Yeah, I started back in June.
0: Cool. Yeah, well, that's great.
2: It's pretty great.
0: And it's going well. You're happy to like you're you're doing well back in the game, like yep. be working through COVID's a OK.
2: I mean, it's not ideal. You know, <laughs> these are there's no. <laughs> There's no normal. There's a bunch of assholes out there. You know, hey, can I see your Vax card? You don't have it. Okay. Okay.
1: Bye.
0: How long do you want to
2: yell at me before you eventually leave? Yeah. And now
0: it's a city mandate, bro. You know, so get out. You know,
2: and everybody knows, and people just want to be assholes. Sometimes people have their shit and they just want to be a jerk about it. But
1: I know. God, what a waste of energy. It's like you could be. You could. I just think of all the different, more fun ways you can be a jerk. You know, right. there, there's right. like mischievous jerkiness, and that's totally. just not mischievous. Like, yeah. that's... yeah. I mean, that's and real, as yeah. of
0: Monday, as of Monday in the city, businesses are now liable for fines. That's if true. If they're not checking with your Vax card, so it's just like even yeah. more so. It's just like you know, sorry, you gotta go. Like, if you don't have it,
2: yeah. And I, I think
0: it's just, and I've said it. It is just as much our job as servers and bartenders and hosts and to, to, as it is the the customer who comes in, we
1: both have a responsibility to get through this together. Yeah. Bring your fucking responsibility.
2: Yeah,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. It's crazy. Uh, You know, and then again, not to like veer totally into this, but the other part to me is like, goddamn, like not that this sounds very fun, but there's a whole job sector that could have been created with the government gives every Every business that's a restaurant or whatever, like a COVID compliance officer, Mm -hmm. this should not be the job of a 17-year-old female hostess who gets then punched out by, like, grown men who Mm -hmm. are, like, anti-vaxxers trying to sneak. Like, it's fucking wild. Like, yes, are hopefully, like, 90% of customers who come through the door, no big deal. But that 10% that becomes real iffy and weird, you know, we've gone through it this whole time, like... It's not my fucking job to fight them, to check their health records, to be then now like some sort of bouncer. It's it's like what what the fucking fuck? It's the government once again putting mandates in place with giving you act like no actual support. And I, I just feel like it was such a missed opportunity for jobs they could have created.
2: That's true. That's very true. Um, um Yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh no, I just feel like this all sounds just like having to shut down a bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, the segue is so real. I know, I know, yep. And I was like, and then let's just get into, like, wait, was I talking about COVID compliance officers or, or was am I, I talking about, about the person? drunk people out at the end yep. of the night?
2: <laughs> yeah, to me, it's just another layer. Because, you know, over the years, I've been a bouncer, I've been a manager, I've been everything besides owning a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so this is just, like, another thing. I'm like, all right, I got to do this now for hopefully just a while, I guess. Right. Um, you know, eventually we get to a point where we can fucking just not have to deal with it anymore. But Mm -hmm. it's just something that you have to accept and keep going. You know, no matter what they say, no matter what's going on, I still have to get up and go to work every morning. So I might as well just do whatever it is that I have to do to get through it. In that regard, going back to like if it's it's nothing's normal. So we have like busy, super busy nights on a Tuesday or super dead nights on a Saturday or whatever and so I do love working at the fable. I have had to, like, supplement my income in a couple of ways. You know, hopefully book a voice gig, but I'm doing mm-hmm. karaoke and uh, I pick up shows at a music venue downtown and uh, at another bar over in Burbank. You just, you know, just got to keep just got to keep going. Keep rocking
0: and rolling, baby. <laughs> rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling, baby. Um, so let's do jump into the topic of the day, which is being
1: the closing bartender. All right um and you in your case really because you know i did close down a few times with you when i was doing karaoke like it's you
2: you know yeah it's you yeah so i'm in a fortunate position in that uh this particular establishment hires cleaners to come in and do uh the dirty work basically the cleaning the mats mopping the floors the sweeping all that kind of stuff so i don't have to do too too much i have to restock everything i have to make sure that like the bar is clean but it's a pretty painless close. given there was one job i had years ago where yeah i
1: was gonna say can you speak to a torturous close?
2: there was a place i worked which uh rest in peace thank you pandemic called eastern standard that was right outside fenway park in boston um And it was a madhouse. It was something like four or 500 seats, 25 seat bar. I was a bar back there for years. Um, And I would go in at about 3 p.m. and leave around three or four the next morning. Wow.
0: (laughs) Um,
2: We had three service wells that all needed to be cleaned, dried, and reset. Uh, We had a whole bunch of recycling to take out to a giant dumpster. Uh, We had Cause oh, cause I was this gonna is a good say, Boston, a good
1: And Boston closes the fuck up early. Boston? So the fact that you weren't getting out until like four in the morning, like... Well, Boston closes at two.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Boston's at two o'clock. I know, you, I know you're from there, but I'm giving you the lies. Lies. Are there <laughs> certain areas? Like, I've ab- I swear to God, maybe it's a night of the week or something. I, I never was got like, out.
2: I, I never worked a bar that did not close at two in Boston. That's
1: just... I don't know. Maybe it was an area I was in, I swear to God, where we're like... What the fuck? How does anyone have fun or party in this town? Oh, we have a great time. We have a grand old time. Oh, say, don't get me going. I...
0: There was luges in the hallways at his goddamn dorm. Yay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: so what well, the, the best part, he said sarcastically, about closing Eastern Standard was our fruit fly control was <laughs> so insane, which is why we had to dry all the mats and reset them. Uh, at, but... I would have to pull all the mats out of this long-ass bar, uh, take them out back to clean them, and then go back behind the bar, mop the whole tile floor, and then unscrew the drain grates, get like this fucking uh, like Ghostbusters backpack filled with (laughs) chemicals and like a spray wand, and and spray out the pipes in the ground, and then with a four-foot fucking brush, Scrub the fucking drain pipes out every night I closed.
0: Wow, I mean, kind of respect for a cleanly back bar. Guess but what, though?
2: Didn't do shit. Didn't, it didn't fruit flies do were, all didn't the goddamn work. time.
0: <laughs> Guess what? There were still shot glasses covered in plastic with plastic with holes poked in them and limes in them catching. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, tequila works best. Oh, I think agave works best. <laughs> <laughs> fucking goddamn apple cider
1: it. vinegar uh, apple sure. cider vinegar with sure. some saran wrap over the top and a fork hole punched in there. They're yeah. so okay. dumb, they can't get out. Anyways,
0: so I <laughs> would imagine like having a job like this. Where, were you guys pretty sure about everybody get the fuck out of here? Nobody's drinking after hours or like
1: about if, guests? At that
0: bar? N- well, or staff, like, I guess, like, because no. I feel no, like we drank,
2: our, we drank our faces off.
0: Okay. And then it so- was the only way to cope. Of course. so there would be nights yeah. where it's like you're trying to. Would you get your job done then drink or would you like, you know what I mean? Like no, I, would drink,
2: I would drink heavily. We would all drink heavily while we were doing it. OK. Oh, there's only uh, there's only about four ounces of green chartreuse left in this bottle. We're going to have to replace it. So just pass it on down the line. Let's kill it and get wow. the new one. Oh, yeah. Just not. OK, now go do the now. Now go, go, now get go, go Ghostbusters do the backpack. Yeah. Now go get the 200 <laughs> bottles from the basement.
0: Jesus oh. Christ!
2: It was wow. bananas. Yeah.
0: Wow. And, and and this is after a night of like barbacking, carrying ice, fucking burning eyes, washing dishes, what have you. All the crazy, who knows yeah. what scenarios after a huge game. Can so yeah. So this,
2: so the so the scenario that I like to go to for this place was that I'd go in at three, juice about two gallons of lime and two gallons of lemon, uh, pick about eight cups of mint. Eight four cups, you know, deli cups of mint and two cups of like mint garnishes. Um, and then each well took four buckets. Um, it got to the point where I found a giant Lexan that was the size of one of the wells, and I would fill that and put it on my shoulder and walk up to the bar with it and just wow. Fill a well in one go. And I wonder why my body's broken.
0: Right. Damn.
2: Um, but we would uh, uh, weekend Yankees are in town. Uh, Place starts getting really busy around 4 o'clock, 4.30. Burgers and calamaris and Bud Lights right up until the first inning when we open up these two big TVs behind the bar. All the Red Sox fans leave. Then we turn into uh, everybody dressed up going to like a fine dining dinner. Um, And we do full dinner service at the bar. So it's triangles on the bar, roll-ups. Wow. Water, everything. Resetting napkins, silverware, everything in between. Lots of amuse-bouche, lots of uh, free-for-net for all the guests, all that kind of stuff. Uh, once the seventh inning hit, I would have to go downstairs and restock all of the bottled beers that we'd gone through. Uh, refill all the fridges, all the white wines, reset the bread, all of the roll-ups, all that kind of stuff. Uh, by the time the game ends, we are now flooded with people in their finest dinner wear and Red Sox hoodies and hats. And it's just an absolute madhouse. Come 1130, other restaurant workers are getting out and coming in. We turn into like a late night party vibe around midnight. We've got a new special, uh, just like a late night dinner, late night snack special for all the industry stuff. Uh, they get absolutely bombed. And then two o'clock rolls around and we have to have in Boston, you have to have all drinks off the bar by 230. Okay. Um, and then everyone has to be and then everyone has to leave. Um, So you often don't even get a chance to pre-close anything. And it's just like at 2.30, once service is completely finally all the way done, then you can start cleaning stuff up.
1: Jesus. And
2: that's a Friday night. And then you get home around 4.30, 5 o'clock. It depends on whether you went across the street to T-Bones to drink a bottle of Fernet and then you go home when the sun's up and then you come back at two o'clock the next afternoon and fucking do it all again.
0: How many days a week did you work there?
2: I worked three because they could get three 13-hour shifts out of me without paying overtime. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: Can I I pause for a minute? And it's just because, okay, so clearly you are a type and I'm learning this type of person. What is it with drinking bottles of Fernet? What is it with the Fernet? (laughs) I'm seeing this so much more. It's like, it's a thing that I never did. I was never a part of it. Tell me why it's wonderful and why people love to just get bombed on Fournette.
2: Uh, So part of it is that it is uh, bitter. It's very bitter. Right. Uh, working behind the bar, you end up dealing with a lot of liqueurs and cordials that are very sweet. You deal with a lot of sweet things. Fournette to me at this point is a little bit too sweet for me, to be honest. Um, even some straight whiskeys are a little too sweet for me. And so it's a kind of thing where it's like when you're young you start drinking jägermeister and as you get older and you lose your sweet tooth you start to go for more and more and more bitter things.
1: But and so it's like but even the jäger as gross as it is has a medicinal. So then it's like you're still staying a little medicinal but you're moving away from the saccharin syrupy Exactly portion of it, mm-hmm. and is Fernet is so Fernet is forgive me is that an apertif or is it what's the proof on it? It's uh, not it's, like take.
2: It's about it's about the same as whiskey.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. It's around, oh, eight, it's around yeah.
2: eighty proof. I can't remember exactly, but it's around eighty. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and it also it kind of well let me think.
1: How does it make you? How does it make you feel the next day? I've never been fernet hungover.
2: Oh, it's a hangover, you know. <laughs> it's a hangover. It's fine.
0: And I'm gonna say, say that now. It I, also I, makes, I your, it makes your now. it makes your hangover poop smell like fernet. I'm just gonna say that right. You know, <laughs> it, the smell comes out of your body. <laughs> 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 it's just like you know, Malort in Chicago is yeah. the same. That's like what that's what everybody drinks. It was like all the bar, all the cool bartenders fucking drink Dew shots of Malort. That's all they do. You
2: yeah. Know? So Fernet has this thing where it, you know, it's an Italian. It's it's a digestive, essentially,
1: right? Okay. But it's
2: but it's whiskey strength, um, and it's meant to be sipped after dinner, just like Jägermeister is meant to sure. be sipped after dinner to help you digest. Um, but. We're fucking Americans, so we drink everything in mass quantities. And so we start taking shots of it. Uh, It got really big in New York. The guy who worked at the guy who ran, who owned Eastern Standard had worked. in. it was big in San Francisco as well. Kind of like Italy, uh, New York, San Francisco and Argentina are the big epicenters of Fernet in Argentina. They drink it with Coke. And this guy worked in San Francisco for a while and he was introduced to Fernet And then he fell in love with it and when he came back and opened up this place in boston he was like i'm gonna get everybody into this and no one in boston had it before this restaurant opened and by the time it was all said and done everybody has it and a lot of people are competing with each other for like the lowest price like oh we've got fernet on you have fernet for five bucks we've got it on tap for four like just wow It's ridiculous Jeez. stuff. It should be nine bucks if you're going to hit your cost. It should be nine bucks. But who wants? To I mean, and it's
0: even going to the point where everything's small batch, you know, and like, and like, uh, some bars are kind of making their own, making up their own batches of it, you know. I know, yeah. I know, malorts were being made in Chicago by certain small bars, and I imagine Fournettes are just as easy to, you know, it's very much same same deal, you know. Yeah,
2: if your bar is that it has that, uh, uh, what am I? In, I can't think of the word right now. If your bar is the kind of bar that likes to make its own shit, then right. yes, we can yes. make some fernet. I was working more at a crafty,
0: a in- little more mixology. Yeah, like I've
2: been working. I was working at a place in Burbank. I helped open and do their cocktail menu called Guildhall.
0: Oh yeah, oh. we've all, we've been to Guildhall. Yeah, totally.
2: so I I I helped design. I did their whole like opening cocktail menu. Um, Fun. Well, there was another guy involved named Jules who we worked together on it. But then I basically did their cocktail menu for the next few years. Um, and we're making bitters and barrel aging stuff and syrups and infusions and all that kind of good stuff over there. So fun. Yeah, it is fun. And I'm so, so
1: this I'm better pretty- than close sounds better than closing. So that stuff sounds more that, fun than closing. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, okay, so I'm going back to the PTSD of like this place sounds so confusing because you know, real estate, I'm just not thinking of like you're saying like a 400, 500 seat situation. Yeah, it was, was,
2: it was part of a luxury hotel.
1: Oh, because I'm just like trying to picture this like vibe maybe fi- where you're going
2: like 500. Maybe is a bit too much.
1: I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna scale still, that back
2: to three or 400.
1: Okay, that's still so many covers. That's <laughs> a lot, lot of, of people. Yeah, and just the idea that you know the night just uh, morphed. You know, um, and you would just have your hours, and the fact that you guys were down to roll with it because to me that's unusual. Well, it's, it's like- very
2: common out there because there's this there's this culture that I'm very happy to be out of, and it is a self policing culture mm. where uh, it's kind of frowned upon to ask for not kind of. It is frowned upon to ask for your break. It is you're not getting it. You're just not getting one. And if you do, you're a problem. And the other right. the people that you're working in the trenches with uh, become resentful of you if you need to go out back for 10 minutes because your feet are bleeding, because they're stuck there doing the job and they don't ask for it because it, and it's like, and it's this just fucked up like,
1: badge of honor where it's just like, why, why? Yeah. Why it's do not... you get to
2: take a break and I don't? That kind of thing. we really, we all should, you know? Yes. Uh, but it's gonna mess with my flow, with my tables and like starting the table and finishing the table. If I have to leave, you're gonna, whatever. It's this weird cultural thing where it's like, we need to just beat the shit out of ourselves for fucking 14 hours. Mm-hmm for, you know, two sixty three an hour plus tips is get. What the fuck are we doing? Why? Yeah.
0: You wonder why people aren't going back to it. Like after, you know. Yeah.
2: Again, I've stopped wondering, like, it's obvious. Oh, no, you don't. I mean,
0: obviously, you know, (laughs) Yeah, you don't. But but you you know, that is why, you know, we're seeing certain things. You know, we we kind of keep like hot on the trends as much as we can about how like there is rethinking of businesses now that are coming from the perspective of the worker and how to make their lives easier just because people are sh- so fucking short staffed mm-hmm. to be like, what if like we let servers like sit down in front of people? Mm-hmm. That could be a thing that could actually be real. Mm-hmm. Well, or- that's a
1: headline we just covered that mm-hmm. it's like that's going to be now normalized to be like they're not being lazy or disrespectful. It's like, why do they have to stand? Right. You're not, like, this isn't indentured servitude. Like, this is someone who has a job, and if there's no job to do at the moment, let them fucking sit. Yeah, no more if you
0: have time to lean, you have time to clean. I think it's like, if you have time to sit, sit. Do If, if
1: you have time to <laughs> here it is. If you have time to sit, do it. Yes. Do it. Do yeah. it.
0: <laughs> so...
2: Clean oh, a thing, man. though. I will say definitely clean a thing. Like, that's not bad. Sure,
1: but you Always can sit clean and clean. A thing. Yep. Always clean a thing. You can, sitting and polishing. Oh, my God. I can uh, sit yeah. and I can do roll-ups. I can sit and I can. There's so much you can do where you can create a little station. Speaking yeah. of and cleaners,
0: um, I thought about this going back to, like, you know, when we, how you guys have cleaners come in. You know, as a closing bartender, if you're having too much fun, it's time to go home when the cleaners show up.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that was the that was the that was like the biggest motivation when we were in at that place, Eastern Standard in Boston, like. We'd be like having a little bit too much fun. And then one of the managers would be like, oh, my God, the cleaners are going to be here in ten minutes. Everybody get done. We got to get out of here.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see the and cleaners you'd be like nothing, nothing. It's OK for a manager to still be there, but like for you guys all to be there. Like, no yeah. way, no way.
2: Yeah,
1: Um, that's amazing. But so wait. So it sounds like that you've graduated into a situation as a closer that it, you know for me too cuz on your certain nights too you you're usually working with the bouncers at the fable are really cool. Yep. Um I really like everyone I'd met in my short tenure there. Um but that you guys are like the bouncers are pretty on it too where you work. They just start dragging stuff in Mm-hmm. They're like, let's let's shut it down. This is where we're, we're out of here in half an hour tops from close.
2: Yeah, no, it's really it's it is really great to work at a place that closes at two and have the potential to be out the door at two fifteen.
0: Oh God, that's beautiful! What a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah, it's You've really nice. You graduated to that for
0: sure. Plus, I think it's like as a team like that, even pre closing, it's just like you know, nobody's it's like, hi, we're not, we don't want to fucking stay here and hang out. This is our job, like right you need to be gone. Like as much pre stuff as you can get done. Wonderful. And to have a team supporting you do that. And hopefully you're not all alone all the time, you know, and have to have a little help. Like generally is great. Yeah. And
1: Yeah. There are those jobs where you're like, great. It's the culture, you know, we just, no one wants to go home. We're young or we're broken. We're all of the above. <laughs> and then to feel like you graduate into like, you know, for an example, I all of you who work there have other careers, other interests or our family, you know, like family oriented, like Tom or whatever. And that to me being an older is like, fuck yes. Everyone like you have your fun while you're yeah. on the clock. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. such a fun vibe there. It's not that it's militaristic and, and everyone's like, get the fuck out of here because I, you know, no. like, now it's my night and I'm going out till 6am and I got some serious, you know, it's people are like, let's pack in the fun. While the bars open. Yeah, everything's and go so good hearted, good
0: hearted loveliness. But plus, you know, you want to go home and make sure you're fine because you don't want to be the asshole who the opening bartender the next day. Someone's going to be like, who the fuck closed last night? You uh-huh. know, <laughs> and everything's a huge mess. There's a pile of dishes in the sink. Everything's fucking sticky. You know, it's not not good.
2: <sighs> there was a there is a, uh, a couple of months ago. I went into work to I closed one night and someone else opened and I went in. And when I got there, Tanner was working during the day and he was like, hey, did you close last night? And I'm like, yeah, did I miss some stuff? And he's like, <laughs> it felt lived in. <laughs> that's that's a really nice way to put it, Tanner. I'm sorry, I'll I'll be more diligent.
1: Yeah, oh my God, he's great. He's funny and cool. Yeah, yeah. Is there is there are do you have any advice for closers?
2: Just pre close anything you can when you get the chance. <laughs> it's very tempting to stand there and chat about whatever fucking movies or fantasy football or whatever <laughs> but while you're having that conversation break down the second well you know oh, yeah like that's
1: <laughs> yeah there's no leaning and cleaning after two like no, what do you call it? pull up the, the mat while you chat
0: i'm gonna say that roll yeah. up the mat up- while you Exactly. mats While you chat, uh, exactly.
1: y- there's no leaning. It's only cleaning keep after your, two. If you have a dishwasher, like
2: in a like not like a person, but like, you know, a mechanical machine, yeah. if you have a dish uh-huh. machine, keep it running while you're talking to people. Get those glasses done, because the next thing you know, everyone's going to leave and you're going to look around and say, fuck. I have 45 minutes worth of work to do.
1: And this place is haunted, you know? And it's like, you do, you don't want to be in there alone yeah. with just you Those and the dishes. ghosts right? expect me to be out the door
0: at 2.15. God damn it. Yeah,
2: that's right. That's right. Otherwise, they start knocking bottles around and I don't like, sleep.
0: I know. I know this is your time. I'm
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Of course, we, I think we, Brooke, already know that Chris has a thousand more stories he could tell and we should oh, have him you'll back on. Oh, you just have to on. come back. You yeah. just have to come okay.
1: back. Uh, um, and what's what's Wednesday night going to be like tonight?
2: Wednesday night is uh, not a normal night for me. I'm covering for someone else. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be a good time. You know, it's a very, it's kind of like the peak of the neighborhood night. Um, nice. The the bridge and tunnel crowd is not making their way up to the corner of Eagle Rock yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who who yeah, who is that like Orange County? Is that what you guys call bridge and tunnel? Or? Honestly,
2: uh the last people that I encountered that did not have their vaccinations were Orange County people. And yes! more than happy to send to them own. on their way. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, you know, it's just like a lot of neighborhood people who are like halfway through the week and they're like, Fuck, give me up another pilsner, please. Um <laughs> and uh yeah, it's just a good time, you know. The vibe in that bar is it's one of my favorite places that I've worked. It's Really it's so chill. Good. Everyone's really nice and friendly You have the occasional jerk, whatever. Uh, they don't last long. They don't last very long. They really don't because the regulars will fucking run them out, you know? Yeah,
0: they're like, we don't stand for that kind of malarkey. Yeah, they're well. like, they're there's like, no malarkey at the fable.
2: Oh, especially if they talk shit to us. If someone Ooh, yeah. at the bar talks shit to any of the bar staff, the regulars will psychically banish them. And mm-hmm. uh, they're like, I guess I'm not welcome here. I fucked up. And it's beautiful.
0: I love that bar, and I'm just going to add the amount of space you guys have behind that bar is beautiful oh my to be God. able to walk around each other. It's luxurious.
2: Yes, it really is. It's really nice. Uh, one more piece of advice for people working yeah. behind working behind a bar. Uh, hit a wall, move to the front half or the back half of the bar. Don't take your space out of the middle of it. Like, let us buy. Let us all let's get by each other, <laughs> not stand there with our with your ass out. out? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Uh huh. That's all. It's a dance. It's a
2: dance. You got to learn how to dance.
0: I mean, well, it's Chris, dance. happy hump day to you. Thank you. Happy working. Um, absolutely. We'll have you back on the show so soon. You guys, please, if you have those server submitted stories. Sideworkpod
1: at gmail.com other than oh, that, Brooke. And well, right. And I was just gonna say, I'm like, we should really bug Tom again, cause maybe one of our first live shows is supposed to be at the Fable. Hello. Oh, that podcast live which would be really fun to have you hang with us, come on and and do some stories or something. But guys, we have to say, we have to speak it into existence. Uh, And so we will end the show also then by saying Godspeed and good tips, Chris. Thank you. Good tips tonight, man. (laughs) All right. Talk to you all soon.
2: All right. Thanks so much.
1: バンバンバンバンバンバンバンバン。